Hi, welcome. We're going to carry on today on our series called Pursuit. We've been looking over the last few weeks at the things that people pursue, things that are not wrong, some things that are very right, but also where people pursue certain things. What things? Things like happiness, freedom, liberty, breakthrough, life. These are all things that should be a part of our everyday life. And in many ways, we're constantly in the pursuit of. The question is often, where are we looking for these things? Today, I want to look at another massive one, which is called love. Love is so big, isn't it? Love is something that very much is the desire of every person. People want to know what love is. People want to be able to love others correctly. People want to be loved. People want to know real life, real love, not fake life or fake love. As with many others that we've shared, like happiness and freedom, as well as being a genuine thing called love, there can be many counterfeits, things that call themselves love, that when you've experienced them or walked with them for a while, you suddenly realize they weren't love because they weren't things that added to you, but rather things that took from you. They weren't things that do what love does, which build you up, make you strong. They actually stole from you and left you broken. As with all these other things like happiness and freedom and breakthrough, there can be counterfeits, but we want to talk today about the genuine. What is love? Where do we find true love? When we're in pursuit of this thing called love, where should we look? Where should we go to? There's a counterfeit of love that I'm sure all of us have experienced at one time or another, one of many counterfeits, and it would be lust. It's amazing because it's a four-letter word like love, it even begins with the letter L like love. But love and lust are very different things. You see, love gives, lust takes, love builds, lust destroys. I believe there's a lot of confusion in the world today when it comes to people feeling they're in love. And actually, are they experiencing love or is it just lust or some other emotion? The major song lyric in many songs is love, isn't it? Think about the songs that you've heard over the course of your life. Many of the songs you probably sing along to as you're listening to the radio. How many of the songs contain this word, love, or the pursuit of love? I'm reminded of a couple. There was a song by a gentleman called Robbie Williams, and I can always remember a statement in that song that said, I just want to feel real love. Isn't that the cry? of humanity, I just want to feel real love. The desire to feel real love isn't wrong. But if I was to speak to Robbie Williams, I would respond to him, well, if you want to feel real love, then you've got to experience the love that comes from God, not the love that comes from a fallen world. Another song that I think of when I think of the lyric of love is the famous song, by the band Foreigner, where they declared this clarion call in the midst of their song, I want to know what love is. 
I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Again, isn't that the cry of humanity today? Not just the unsaved, but also the saved. We want to know what love is. But what we do is we ask people and things to show us love, but sometimes can't, or can only show us a measurement of love, not what I would term true love. Love is something that we've been made to know. Love is actually something that we've been wired to desire, wired to want, wired to be in pursuit of. The problem is, like we've spoken of before, we have the principle of the broken cisterns that Jeremiah speaks of in chapter 2 and verse 13. But we know we want love. We know we need love. We know that we should be loved. But sometimes we go to broken cisterns or empty buckets to try and find what our heart is craving. When actually there's one place, there's one person that stands alone when it comes to experiencing the greatest love of all. And that person is God. You see, true love is found in him because true love is him. When we speak about love, so often we speak as an action, something we do. We love somebody or we're loved by someone. Yet when we speak about God, the Bible speaks to us very clearly that God doesn't love. No, God is love. God loves because that's who and what he is. So in our pursuit to know what love is, to know real love, we have to understand that the answer to that pursuit, the answer to that quest is found when we discover God and a relationship with him. Now don't get me wrong, there's many other experiences of love that flow from God. You can experience love in a marriage. You can experience love in relationship with children and with parents. You can experience a measurement of love in friendships that you have with people. But what I'm speaking of right now is true love. Like the song would say, the greatest love of all. That love, which we would call agape love, is found not in a place, but in a person, that person being God. Now, when you study the word love, it has a number of different definitions. When you compare the languages of Hebrew and Latin to English, so often we found wanting in explanations of words. We sometimes use this one word, love, and it can mean many things. Think about that for a moment. I would say to my wife, rightly, I love you, Gina. But then in a conversation with someone else, I would say, I love a good Indian curry. Am I saying I love my wife to the same degree that I love an Indian curry? Certainly not. There's measurements of love. There's types of love. But in the English language, we often just use this one word, love. Where in other languages, languages that the Bible were written in, there were many outpackings and different varieties or explanations. 
You see, when the Bible speaks of love, there's words like philo, eros. There's love between friends. There's love between a man and a woman. There's love that's known in just relationships we can have with other people as we walk the earth. There's love for curry, as I said. But then there's this love that stands above them all. And that word is agape. And when we speak of agape love, we speak of the God kind of love. We speak of pure love, the greatest love of all. Let me read to you from 1 John chapter 4, <clears throat> verses 16, because it speaks to us about love when it says these words. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. My question to you is, do you? Do you know the love that God has for you? A love that wasn't just merely words, but was demonstrated in him giving his only beloved son to die for you and to bring you back into his family. It's a good question, isn't it? It says, and so we know. My friends, we need to know and rely on. Are we relying on the love of God that he has for us? But then it carries on and says this statement, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God lives in them. Stop and think about that statement for a moment. It doesn't say God does love. It says God is love. Like I said before, love isn't something that God does. When we love, it's often an action coming from our lives. No, God loves, but God is love. Let me put it this way. God could spell his name, G-O-D. God could spell his name, L-O-V-E. There would be no difference. But when we speak about the love that God is, it's not selfish. It's not lustful. It's not corrupted. It's not defiled. It's pure love. My friends, what great news today. God is love. God is not hate. God is not jealousy. God is not rage. God is not abusive. God is love. If you're in pursuit, like the writers of the songs we mentioned, to know what love is, to want to experience true love, then the good news is your pursuit can end here today. If you will say, God, I believe that you are love, will you please show your love to me? <clears throat> now, love is mentioned throughout the Bible because the Bible is a message of love to us. It's written by God, which means it's written by love. But there's a passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that really introduces us to what love is. Like I said before, I've met many people and I work with different people as I live in my everyday life that have confused love, real love, for things like lust. Here in this passage of scripture, in 1 Corinthians 13, we see clearly what love is, but also what love isn't. Let me read these verses to you. In verse 4, it says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, 
It does not dishonor. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Then the writer continues that other things may fail. Other things may come and go, but love, true love, remains. It's interesting when I read through these verses, I love how it explains what love is. But love is patient, love isn't impatient. Lust is impatient, lust wants what it wants now. Love is kind, lust isn't kind. Love is, lust is self-seeking. All of these attributes of what love is are in direct opposition to the attributes of what lust is. But when I read these verses, I'm also reminded, well, wait a moment. If God is love, these verses don't just introduce me to what love is. They also introduce me to who God is. But if I want to know God in a greater way, these verses reveal who he is to me in a way that blesses my heart. Let me read through these verses again. And I'm going to change the word love for God. Remember what we read in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, where the Bible announces God is love. Well, if God is love, we can use either the word God or love when we read these scriptures. Let me introduce God to you in a fresh way. God is patient. God is kind. God doesn't envy. God doesn't boast. God is not proud. God doesn't dishonor others. God is not self-seeking. God is not easily angered. God keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. God always protects. God always trusts. God always hopes. God always perseveres. God never fails. Isn't that beautiful? We're talking about God and we're talking about love. We're talking about love and we're talking about God. Why? Because here's the simple recipe. God is love. Now, when we see these definitions of love, it reveals not just what God does, but who he is. If you're in pursuit of love, then the invitation today is very simple. Come to him. Come to him. I love those verses that we read in Matthew 11:28, where Jesus says to people who are weary and tired, if you're weary and tired, if you need rest, come to me. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary, heavy laden, burdened down, confused, come to me and I will give you rest. When I read these verses, in some ways, again, I think about love because I can remember times in my life 
where I was exhausted and worn out pursuing love. The problem was that I was pursuing love in places that I shouldn't have pursued love, places that weren't in God or God himself. I work with people today and I meet people today and they're good people and in their hearts they earnestly want love. They're singing songs that they've written within themselves. I just want to feel real love. I want to know what love is. That's the anthem of their lives. Yet they're weary because they've tried to find love in this relationship and it went wrong. They tried to fulfill love in this relationship and it never gave them the love that was promised. And in their pursuit of love, they've become weary, tired, exhausted. Then the good news is that God says to you today and to them today, to us today, if you're in the pursuit of love, not man-made love, not a mere reflection of love, but true love, love at its best, love that's not selfish, ever patient, constantly kind, always protective. Yes, you can experience measurements of that love in healthy relationships that you have with those in your life, husbands, wives, children's, friends. But the greatest love of all, or the greatest experience of love, is found in just one place, or should I say, in one person. True love, the greatest expression of love, the purest love you can ever experience, love that's so big you can't get over it, so deep you can't get under it, so wide you can't get around it, love that comes and repairs the brokenness in your life, love that mends the aching that other things can't mend, love that puts you back together again, is found in God, in a relationship with the God who created you for a relationship of love with himself. You see, when we talk about love, God is the origin of love. But not only does God say he is love, he demonstrated his love for us in what he did in giving Jesus. I'm sure you've heard the expression, talk is cheap. And when it comes to this word love, people in this fallen world that we live in are not shy about using that word. But often when people use that word, they don't understand it themselves. Sometimes people use that word to get what they want. If I say to you, I love you, then you will give me what I want. You will give me what I desire. And they almost take this word love and they reduce it to a password or something that gives them permission to get what a person maybe wouldn't give otherwise, relationally or in other contexts. But yet God isn't like that. Because love doesn't take, love gives. And the greatest expression of love being given is in God giving his only beloved son so that we could come from being separated from God to being again a part of his family. Like I said, talk is cheap. 
And today, people throw this word love around without even thinking about it. But often, it's a word only, and there's no demonstration of it. Yet when we approach true love, God himself, we don't just see him speaking love to us, but demonstrating his love for us. How much did God love us? That's a good question, isn't it? I know Christians that walk around today and say, does God love me? How much does God love me? The answer is simple, that much. That God would stretch out his arms and die on a cross in his only beloved son, Jesus Christ, to bring you out of destruction and back in to loving relationship. Question not if God loves you. Question not how much he loves you. In fact, cross over into being someone that knows they're loved by God. Let me close with a little story. There was this story of these two friends who had been friends for many years. And it was during the time when war was around and they went off to fight in the trenches. And one day in the trenches, they were talking mild being in battle against an enemy that was constant. And they were in the trench talking, yet keeping guard, attacking the enemy. And all of a sudden, a hand grenade, a hand bomb came into the trench. And Tony looked at Richard and without saying a word, smiled at him and threw himself on the hand grenade. The hand grenade exploded. Tony died as Richard watched on. Now, this stayed in the mind of Richard for many years and until one day he couldn't help himself anymore. Years later, he went and visited Tony's mother and he sat with her, he drank tea. They began to speak about the friendship that they'd had for many years, how they'd grown up together. And all of a sudden, he asked this question awkwardly. Did Tony ever say that he loved me? Tony's mother responded with a very simple answer. Didn't he show you how much he loved you? At that, Richard heard it, sat back, and then realized that sometimes love isn't expressed in words alone, but in the things that people will do for us for love's sake. My friends, we were that person in the trench. We were that person sentenced to die. But God loved us so much. Pure love, God loved us so much. He gave his only beloved son to fall on the hand grenade, to take the punishment that was due us, the wrath, the anger that was due us upon himself so that we wouldn't just survive, but we could live forwards, whole and complete and free from fear. God is love. In your pursuit to know what love is, don't just go to broken cisterns, buckets with holes in, that can't give you the true expression of what love is. Rather, start your journey of knowing what love is by turning your eyes to a living God that loved you so, so much, he gave his only beloved son to die for you. God is love. God bless you.